As I search for the white dove, I wonder if she searches for me. Or if my hopes of finding her are nothing more than an ill-conceived fantasy. You see... Occasionally, I do auditing as my profession, pays for the rent. Salutations, mortals, and welcome to From the Jump. I'm your host, Oaken, and today we have the funny man himself, Janji. Janji, what's happening, man? Tell these people about yourself. Let them know who you is. Yo, Oaken, what's up, man? Um, hi, everybody, uh, mortals and others. Uh, my name is Janji. Uh, I'm a part-time comedian, a uh, full-time legend. Ah, oh, um, yeah, I, I do a bit of jokes. I do directing of jokes. Mm. I'm, I, I do jokes, man, on, on as a hobby. Now, now, when we say as a hobby, you know, uh, I know that you started doing, you know, comedy. I mean, you've always been a funny guy. I've known you most, most of your life also. So, But, but, but in, that, in that being funny, you know, like when, you, when people look at you and they're like, hold on, this guy's a comedian and an auditor. Like, how the fuck do those two things go together? Like, I've never met a funny auditor. <laughs> you know, like, can you talk to us about how, how you actually, like, consolidate the two? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how do you, the, the, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, so um, I had to get out. Uh, the auditing game was, was, was deep, was cutting my soul. Uh, don't, don't, don't play that to my employer, uh, previous <laughs> or current. But uh, it was definitely something that I could, um, I tried to just get out of my comfort zone a little bit with it. It took a while, um, but then I did try out this, uh, a free of mine had this thing called Lost Comic Standing. They do every once in a while. So it was definitely just a get over your insecurities or whatever the case or try something new basically mm-hmm. and that's what I did I just I, I ventured into something that I thought I could do and it turned out I could do it so I do it now yeah. the thing is you don't only you're not just only on stage you know you, you, you're part of a greater um, organization that actually puts together comedic shows and has created a platform for other uh, comics to actually come out and be on. Uh, could you talk to us about, you know, that of, of from being on stage to now being like, hold up, let me just take a bit of a backseat and also play, you know, put on my other hat, the organizational hat and all that. I like that. I like that. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I I founded, it always sounds nice. Mm, mm. <laughs> I founded, I uh, went to comedy club. So what happened was uh, I just, I felt that, um, maybe we could do with a bit more comedic presence uh, in our, our our circles. And um, it's, it's more is always a bit better for me. It, it's not necessarily a, a, a competition. It's just an offering of more of yeah, a variety. talent, even variety, even if it's just comedy. But you know, different comedy houses. So I was in Cape Town a couple of years back and then uh, I actually went to the comedy club that they have there. And it, it seemed pretty, pretty simple. I mean, it was added on Sundays in like an old warehouse kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I saw this thing and it was just like there were two new gents that they introduced up that I didn't, I, I never met before. Not met, but I've never come across them. You know, one guy is actually KG. He's, he's, he's big now in SA. And he was just like funny as hell, but he just seemed like so unorthodox. But, you know, he, there wasn't a lot of hype around him, but he just came on and he did some, 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 some really, really funny sets. 
And I figured that, you know, maybe we can try to do this back home. Uh, but obviously, to start off on a very micro scale, given the fact that it's not my eight to five, <laughs> but it's something that I would like to to bring out there. So I, I started off with my immediate uh, circles, obviously, of the guys that I knew that do jokes. And I just asked these guys whether they would be keen to, you know, put something together. Uh, obviously, I tried to plan as much of it, but just get the guys on stage because it's always a matter of, you know, guys who are funny, but you just don't know whether you can get them on stage or they don't even know whether they can challenge themselves to get to stage. So pretty much the same reflection as ours, but just opening it up to everybody else who wants to do it. You don't need to be a full-time comedian to, you know, try it out. Have some fun, do something else, you know, and it's, it's a new offering to the public as well. If you can try to get some, it's... it's it's not entry level because you want to give a, a bit of coaching to it before they do it. But, uh, you know, we have like these sessions beforehand where we sit down some Saturdays. We just go through each other's lines, uh, jokes, uh, go through lines. <laughs> uh, jokes, um, and then we just, uh, you know, just, you know, try to craft it nicely and put like a nice package on stage. So we do the howler now at um, Woolshack. The idea is to try and just set up something that is more consistent than just like once a year or something like that. So very smaller scale. We try to push about 100 people in there and just get random guys, um, sit them down, get them a structure of jokes. And then we, we go on stage and then we have a good time, man, you know? Oh, yeah. Now, I've been to one of those shows, so I know I know exactly how funny it gets. I mean, it's hilarious. You guys, but this is the thing, right? So people people just think that comedians just get up and, you know, hey, that guy's funny, he's just going to go do things. But as you say, you guys actually meet up however long, weeks before the show actually even, yeah. even gets together. And you guys are going through lines. You're going through, like, each other's, like, you know, jokes to see, all right, I, I see what your set is kind of doing. Now, do you guys do this more um, so that your collaborations, when you, like, the show rolls better? You know, is that one of the reasons that you do this? To make sure that the quality of the show is is up to scratch. And, of course, yeah. the, the jokes are a consistent punch. Or is it more of a thing that you just, like, you want to know what people are going to say on stage to make sure it doesn't fuck out. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's a bit of both, actually, to be honest. Um, the one aspect is for sure to make sure that the comics, the comics that are going on stage on the day don't repeat jokes. So, mm -hmm. on a topic level, uh, mm -hmm. for sure, we do a bit of an assessment on that. Just um, everybody gives them what they're about to do. We just start crafting the show together because everybody's going to be on stage at some point. And okay. you want it to flow. You want a guy to be the, the, the most nervous or... The, the newest guy or you know the like he needs to go on first you know he needs to warm up to the to a fresh crowd and, and not to have too much pressure of the you know somebody else going on and giving it a good set before yeah, he does so yeah. it's all about a bit of structure depending on the content depending on you know what hits best you know you want to get a good punch at the end as well so everybody basically knows by the time that you're presenting material and you know working through that you know that you're either going last or you're going to host or you're going to do or going first, that kind of thing. So it's definitely a lot of prep. It's also to help as well, because sometimes you structure a joke in your mind, but then it could add a bit of a better spin if you just present it some other way or add a different angle to it. So it's we're just trying to make sure that we we, we craft each other with this kind of thing as well, you know? Gotcha. You don't have to, it's not a competition. You don't have to have the funniest guy, but as long as everything is funny, then you win, isn't it? There we go. There we go. Now, you see, I, I say this too because, um, as you know, I'm, I'm all about collaborations and I believe that collaborative work is, is, that's the way, you know, that's how we learn. That's how we learn. It's how we, how we further our crafts. And I would like to ask you this question, you know, as, as a, a person that came up seeing comedy before, you know, it wasn't like you just woke up one day and were like, hey man, 
I'm gonna be a comedian now. It's 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 time. I'm going in. You know what I mean? So, what would be your piece of advice to like an up and coming creative or an up and coming person that wants that's thinking about veering into the comedy lane? Look, I it might it might be a bit harsh, but it's it's more of a self reflection. Uh, you got to know yourself whether you 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 have a passion for it, and by passion it means that you probably do it good. You know, it's for, for yourself. Yeah. You shouldn't have to struggle with yourself and you know beat yourself too much about it. If you know if if it's more hard work than fun work, then you're probably overdoing it. So um, you know you gotta you gotta you gotta find yourself in in, in that balance in the sense that uh, how much effort are you willing to put into it? Like honestly, are you are you doing this as a hobby? Are you doing this full time? Do you want to get somewhere? You gotta at least understand what is your position that you want to play in this art. So um, with that, then you can actually devote the right amount of time, the right amount of energy into it. And then you can definitely be satisfied with the product that you have at the end of the day. If you obviously are not satisfied with your product, that means that you're either pushing for more or you need to do more, or maybe this is not the art that you want to be in exactly. Or it could be you're hitting it like on the side. On the side. You're not necessarily a comedian, but you're an MC, or you're not necessarily a... Uh, a rapper, you're a poet, you know, something like that, you know, just try, mm-hmm. understand yourself, be real with yourself, you know, uh, try not to copy too much of something else, you know, make sure that it's, it's your product, it's your being, it's, yeah. it's easy for you, it's maybe hard to, the, the final product, but then for you to work on it, it doesn't feel like stressful, it doesn't feel like you, you're not getting it right. Like an uphill battle you know? the whole time type of hundred percent, hundred percent. You gotta got feel you. like you know it's a give and take. You're like I'm putting this down on paper. <laughs> I like the joke. I'm putting things back at you, and then you just keep writing. You know, you just gotta build. You gotta cultivate. So got you, got you. That got is you. maybe. All right, now that's a great piece of advice. Really, like make sure you you're you know who you are in your like play your position but know your position you know like know if you don't know your position yeah. you can't play your position was <laughs> yeah you can't strike when you keep up you know, <laughs> got you got you got you now janji i have uh questions that i ask you know or i try to ask every interview interviewee mm-hmm. um and uh it's just so that generally there's a there's a bit of a a consistency throughout you know these interviews because all of you people are in, like different it's not like everybody's a comedian that I'm interviewing, you know? Some people are rappers, some people are designers. All right, yeah, I don't know what just happened there. Did you make a wish? <laughs> Money, family. I got you, got you. I want my deposit. Anyway. Yeah, um, So my question is, uh, all right, so this is a serious question. It's a serious time, right? This is one of the most serious questions that I ask, um, and it goes like this. Superheroes or supervillains, which side do you choose? And anti-heroes are on the supervillain side. So Deadpool and all those guys are on villains. Yeah. See, I told you it was serious. Yeah. It's a bit of a, a bit of an unfair question, to be honest. Uh, you, go on. And, yeah, because you, you can't really have a superhero without the villain, in it? Right? <laughs> so... And then it's just going to be a, a, a hero and a villain, regular niggas, not really super, you know. I don't know. But I feel that, okay, if you want to choose a side, it just means that it means that side is dominant or it's made it. Uh, it's not really a battle anymore. And the superhero, I mean, you got to have the enemy, the villain, you know, the all-time villain for every superhero to make it a story, to make it worth the while of having this mutant motherfucker trying to save the world. You know okay. what I mean? So. Got you. But um, obviously, for the good of things, ethically speaking, 
uh, superheroes, but I think some super villains are badass, man. So you no. can take a look at you know, one side or the other, my bro. Just choose: are you going with superheroes or super villains? <laughs> this is why I think, I think this is the I most think, serious question. I think, I think super villains, man, because their 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 job is it's it sparked out of their own ambition. Instead of a superhero trying to combat somebody else's ambition, I mean world domination, supervillain. <laughs> superhero needs to stop supervillain from world domination. Where a superhero could have just done it the motherfucking thing himself, you know. Got you, got you. Okay, yeah, okay. So that's so yeah. you're going with the villains. You're on the villain side. I'm going with villains. Fuck it. Um, this is my next question, by the way. Um, Hi. How are you finding, um, like, how are you actually generating funds for yourself? Because it's not like you can get on stage and, and I mean for your company. I'm not talking about through your nine to five job. I'm talking about like yeah. for for Winter Com- Comedy Club. How are you able to keep things on that side afloat? Um, yeah, whatever news are you looking at at, at pushing? Yeah, see the good thing about Winter Comedy Club at this stage is that it's got very little to fuck all overheads right now. So <laughs> it can okay. be dormant when it requires to be at the, at this stage in time. All so, right, I got you. Um, we're definitely at more of a of an R and D phase of things. Um, I'm really thinking about just what what happens, what must drop as soon as you know things slowly start to normalize you know what can we do uh, because predominantly we mustn't forget the fact that um my vision for Venture Comedy Club is that it has to be a stage thing okay. and um yeah. ma- many people many people comedians and you know influencers or whatever you call anyone with a smartphone uh, are really pushing a lot of material online and and and, and I get it there's a lot of funny shit they may not they may not take that away from every from anybody there's funny shit you know me I keep sharing that other funny shit on Instagram oh those quarantine day one to 18 man you know what I mean like that is it's, it's decent right and I suppose <laughs> it's for those it's, it's, it's in again like it's in the guy's art you know mm. I, I'm not I'm not good at that I'm not good at doing a young funny clip uh, mad lips voice over it's not my thing I can't my, my I do the thing on stage and, I, and that's exactly what Winter Comedy Club was really intrinsically all about so mm-hmm. um my plans right now is definitely trying to see how we can bring that slowly out once we get back into the we'll start trusting each other again obviously so um smaller 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 session if you can do like a, a um a 50 people kind of event or something like that or like a pop-up kind of uh comedy show that that kind of is what i'm gonna have to start looking at you, know, you have to change the way you're gonna deliver the same product that you wanted to do exactly. uh, and not necessarily change the product at all i don't there there's enough people uh, pushing things online so me adding extra to that is not really going to be what i want to be the value for money for mm-hmm. the, the guys who follow into comedy club but of course it, it takes a hit because now people are expecting Jokes, but there's no stage. So we have looked at the Zoom thing also. It's just a lot of technicalities, man. And people's Wi-Fi is not always the same. Other guys got telecom. Yeah. Other guys got. You know and, what I'm and, saying? And Zoom pauses on you every now and then. Anyway, even if you're you in know, the Zoom, but things happen. And, and nobody wants to tell a joke to a camera, man. It's, it's a bit weird. So. <laughs> Now, um, just a bit more on the collaboration aspect, you know, are there certain people that you always collaborate with or like, is there a finite number that you're like, look, man, I only work with these people and fuck everybody else. Or, you know, do you also continuously look for other people that you could collaborate with? 
And if so, how does yeah. that how does that interaction look like? So there is always the interaction of collaboration with people that you feel are going to fit in your. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. That was rude. Um, in your in your space, like you're trying to. If I'm trying to pull as diverse a crowd, you know, I have to make. I have to get a, a guy on stage who can actually speak to a diverse crowd. So it's not just any comic because then anybody with an accent, no shots fired, can most go on stage. But um, what I'm saying is that uh, that approach always comes with the financial aspect because now these guys are like, yeah, I can do a set 2,515 minutes. And um, with all due respect, <laughs> I, I'm not in a position to be paying people 2,500 for 15 minutes. I don't think that the show itself makes enough money for that kind of, of push-up. And I respect everybody on their hustle, right? No stress. Which is why I also believe that if I'm my focus group is more upcoming guys, um, um, it's definitely there is reimbursement, uh, of course. For yeah, you're effort, trying to exploit nobody. Also, <laughs> I'm not trying to exploit, but there's also the, 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 the opportunity of... of that training, the coaching that we try to do together as a group there is um, that small level networking. We do a bit of promotional work as well. So you don't really do a lot by yourself except write the script. But I try to give, and I know we hate the word exposure, and I'm not only using exposure, yeah. but it's exposure worth reimbursement. We're trying to put not only my brand, but I really want to put as much uh, of this person's brand out as possible. Um, I do collaborate a lot with Mike and um, with Barry. Um, only because there's a there's a plan in place uh, for them as well. Uh, Nishi is my resident DJ also, so it goes without saying. You know, he's also I mean he's he's, he's part of the of the family, of the team. So of the family, I like family. So uh, there's those guys, but like I said, I keep trying to branch out to other 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 comics also who are not necessarily doing their own thing. I mean. If you are doing your own thing, it's, it's nice to, to leverage on each other. But if you have, like, you're just an individual, you know, you can you can jump on here to platform yourself or to something else. You know, I don't I don't I don't want to shine. Not about to shine. So, yeah, man. And I, I tried to reach out to a, a particular um, lady comic. Mm-hmm. She, she, she don't like want. you. <laughs> I, I think she doesn't like me. I really think she doesn't like me. But um. It's okay, man, you know, so the reach out is there at least. Uh, no hard feelings, we move on. But I can't, some people, you you, you got corporate rates, I'm not, I can't pay you corporate rates, I'm so. I mean, and that's that's totally understandable. I mean, we, we can all also only adapt to what we can do, you know. We, you're trying something Thanks. new here, you're trying to establish something, there's no way you can be paying full price. at. And, and if people don't want to understand that, that's also the thing. I mean, I truly believe my price is my price, unless I fucks with what you're doing. Like, if it's a movement that I'm about or it's something that I'm trying to support and bring light to, then yeah, mm. I, I'll, I'll drop my price. But not if you're asking me from the jump, no, 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 you must only do it for a thousand bucks. I'm like, no, fuck that, bro. And take your thousand yeah. bucks and go hire somebody else. Don't hire me then. You know, and, and that again goes to the to the whole thing of how people approach things, you know. And as a creative, this is what I'm what I'm actually trying to ask you is, do you feel that in collaborating across, you know, um, art forms, you know, do you feel that um, enough credit and enough support is given to comedians the same way that it's given to like rappers, singers, to 
poets you know like with all those platforms that are up do you feel like enough is is being done to help push the comedic um, industry in namibia uh, I, I, i don't know how to fairly answer that question uh, i think <laughs> without stepping on toes Step i really feel that um I feel there's a lot of um like uh, silos 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 siloing you know grouping uh in this in this game in this comedy game in all games actually there's a lot of things there's a lot of there's this thing that happens where if you know someone you can support someone and not necessarily fuck with the art mm. right Mm-hmm. and that's and that kind of throws it kind of throws this whole thing of collaboration off because then some guys will be will just not fuck with you because you're not you're not one of them even though you guys really do the same thing or you don't have enough following or your influence or it's it's direct competition they feel like it's now it's a competition i can't really you know share the cake the pie yeah. with you yeah or some guys are just doing it because they just it, it's it's almost like a feature like when Cardi B features on your song it's just because you want to get some likes and not because she's actually a really good rapper you know what i mean so oh shit that's definitely shots fired <laughs> i fucking hate Cardi B fam i don't know how she got the mad off topic but i cannot i can't with that level of ignorance i don't know oh my cool. you go hate on it's Cardi cool. B it's, it's fun music bro that's all it is it's about the fun music away then other people not me it's cool it doesn't need to change anything also she's great i like her <laughs> um but the thing is again it all depends on like you said the energy that you have in the collaboration and i mean if you can do something it's different with the art forms and we can just keep meshing that shit in it will probably be a bigger um social contrib- contributor if we work more together if we collaborate across fields across um you know um different art forms that way your reach is a lot better because now everybody who just follows Gaza will always just do Gaza and somebody who's always doing um lioness will always do lioness until you bring lioness crosses with this other group and then all of a sudden these following groups mesh and then you got a bigger following then you basically just increase your base the art base we should increase the art base we need to have a lot more rappers that do you know remember those times we used to have those remixes those 15 minute remix buster hands and <laughs> everybody just jumped on those motherfuckers i mean that show was cool i mean obviously it was too long but that kind of just like uh, you bringing a lot of people in for the fun of it for the fun of the art you do like something together something beautiful together you know yeah. that is that is what i want to see happen and with that kind of collaboration you have a lot more what is it what the views not views image site reach reach for the top no and 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 trust me it is coming uh i know it's coming because i'm part of the people that has trying to bring you guys something like that so in that that's just to say that that creativity doesn't have any limits and nobody should limit their creativity based on the advice or views of other people that probably aren't even doing anything creative to begin with so like you know i i truly believe that creatives can push themselves further by learning more you know from others yeah. that only happens yeah. through collaboration like like we were saying you know um and then i have the last question for you my brother this one i i I this one this one is more of a personal wait, 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 wait. question I, i need to know the answer to know if like you know 
this interview even continues. <laughs> but it is the last question, so that's kind of weird. Um, so here comes the question. Are you ready? Yeah. Pineapple on pizza or nah? Nah, fam. What? Okay, go on. Nah. It's food, bro. I'm not okay. <laughs> Explain yeah, to me. I'm okay. Let me let me make it very clear. I'm not going to not eat the pizza if it has pineapple. Oh, but uh, wait. However, okay, if go I'm on. going to select topping, I'm not putting pineapple on my pizza. I'm not that picky. But if you want me to be picky, I'm like, no, no, no pineapple. Okay, so it's not like you're gonna like take the pizza slice and take the pineapple pieces off. Or you're still gonna nah, fam, nah, nah, nah. Look, look. If the pizza has pineapple, I'm gonna eat it. But if it's my choice to select topping, it's not going to have pineapple. Uh, do you enjoy? Do you enjoy the pizza if it has pineapple on it, or does it, it does it spoil the hardly, pizza? There's hardly a pizza that I don't enjoy. It's just the fact that if I want maximum enjoyment from something, I'm going to select <laughs> more meat than fruit. Maybe what what? All right, so, it's, so it's not that you have a problem with pineapple on pizza. You just think it's taking up space that could be held by more meat. Okay, you see, you see, that's exactly it. How many toppings can we have? I mean, if we can have all of them, then put the pineapple. I don't care. I'm not paying extra. It's fine. Put the pineapple. I don't care. Oh my god. Oh my god. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been from the jump. This has been Judgey, the, the one, the only. Thanks for coming through, my brother. Thanks for coming through for real. Oh, man. Like I, luck, I know people are gonna, you know, get get a little bit of information out of this. Also, just on the inner workings, you know, the back end of the funny man stuff. Almost. Yeah, man. Let's collaborate, man. I, I like the fact that you're asking those questions. Let the <laughs> other guys know also, man. We're out here. And internationally, you know. Um, so yeah, plug yourself, man. Let people know where they can follow you, where they can get it's to coming, you. And- it's coming. Yeah, I actually want to push more people through the Ventu Comedy Club. You know, uh, that also gets the other guys also um, visible. So check us on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Um, I just uh, set up the, the YouTube channel, so going to put some okay. material on there. So Nothing more than an ill-conceived fantasy. You see, I constantly think about one, yet seem to dream about another, making it almost impossible to visualize myself being with